global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow in the Bloomberg Futures Report brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures are rising, signaling the S&P 500 will snap a two-day decline and rebound from a three-week low. This amid earnings that beat analyst estimates and an advance in oil prices. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up 5 points. Dow E-mini futures up 33. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 10. The DAX in Germany now little changed. 10-year Treasury down 132nd. They yield 1.78%. NYMEX crude oil up 4 and a quarter percent of $1.85 to 45.64 a barrel. COMEX gold up 9 tenths percent or $11.50 to 12.85.90 an ounce. The euro, $1.1428. The yen, 106.97. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Uh, Karen, uh, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. Michael McKee, a massive shout out to someone that gives us important retail perspective. Bert Flickinger, who is just treasured for his granular knowledge of retail, has also given me new granular knowledge of the Minnesota Vikings. I don't even know what to make of this research note. We won't spend a lot of time on this, but I, I'm smarter about the Minnesota Vikings than it was this morning with Brian Belsky, where we checked their draft picks. Bert Flickinger, thank you so much for making us wiser. Win Thin will make us wiser with Brown Brothers Harriman on, on emerging markets. Win, uh, it's wonderful to have you in here. Let, let me go back to your academics at Columbia. Are we at risk of a brutal move in currencies like Plaza or Ruben Dollar, late 90s? I mean, wh- where are we in terms of brutal Within your world, <laughs> I guess it depends what country you ask. Um, to me, you know, there's been a lot of uh, ink spilled about some sort of secret accords and and whatnot. But yeah. you know, I think at this point, it's really pretty much every man for himself. I I, I think there's there's really very little coordination uh, really going on. Um, you know, I think every country is is coming under pressure or, or criticism. Most are, are not, except for perhaps the uh, exception of Japan. Most in the G10 are not really targeting. The exchange rates. They're running very loose policy. Weak exchange rate is part of that. So we're seeing big swings in the dollar, obviously, over the last several years. Uh, I think the, the days of, of uh, volatility are, are going to be with us for a while. Well, we're seeing that right now in uh, certainly in Asian markets. Uh, we've seen the emerging markets there roiled in the last couple of days as these Fed speakers have come out and suggested U.S. rates might go up. Uh, so much talk about how this is not 1998, but you're still seeing the same kind of market reaction. Yes, I think to me the the, the one we know that a Fed tightening cycle is always very disruptive for emerging markets, and that's, I think that's why why they're they're really quite defensive right now. But the big difference between now and say 97, 98 is that most of the pegs are gone, and to me the the fact that these currencies are allowed to weaken and weaken over time is much better than having one big sort of floodgate open right, and, yeah. and collapse in a currency. So it's a shock absorber. I think the floating exchange rate. World is good uh, for the most part. Uh, it's a shock absorber that allows these countries to adjust in terms of trade movements, shifts, and, and such and whatnot. So, to me, yes, the, the weaker currencies are, are worrisome you know, for the debt servicing, etc. But the fact that it's being done in a gradual and somewhat you know sort of piecemeal fashion is, is better than a big breaking of a peg. Are there any of those that you worry about uh, ex- 
Fed, uh, you know, the the South African rand obviously has been a, a major issue uh, on its own. Uh, you see problems in Malaysia with the ringgit. Uh, are are those currencies still something to worry about outside of the Fed? Absolutely. I think that that's the one thing that's I think come to the forefront. You know, we had this ten year commodity boom in emerging markets when everyone just took for granted that fundamentals were great, everything was getting better, and now that the commodity uh, boom is over. Uh, all sort of the warts and, and whatnot are being exposed. So political risk was overlooked during that 10-year boom. Now it's coming back. We've got, as you mentioned, Malaysia, political risk with one MDB. Um, South Africa, political risk, corruption, President Zuma. Brazil, we obviously we know the but the uh, impeachment. Poland, Turkey. I mean, it's all, it's all coming to your, the forefront. Your colleague Mark Chandler quoted in the FT this morning, if we see a 7% decline in ADXY, the blended Asian currency index, ex-Japan, the low is 11% decline from an arbitrary peak. Great. Is it going to be about EM weakness or is it going to be about dollar strength when you pull all the other currencies in? Uh, I'd say it's all of the above. Um, you know, we have a, a pause in the dollar rally. You know, once, remember, You're in, looking for strong dollar. Yes. Is, is yes. the summation. Absolutely. Across the board. Um, but, you know, especially more so in, in emerging markets, it seems to be like turbocharged okay. moves. In, Can in the central end. bankers affect that BBH call? Can they get in the way of a strong dollar, manipulate policy to lessen the strength of the dollar? I don't think so. What's really hurt the dollar is not manipulating it, but the fact that we in um, this year we've gotten a much more dovish Fed. Remember, we started the year, the Fed had just hiked in December. People were talking about two, three, four rate hikes this year. And then all of a sudden in March – Miss Yellen just pretty much put a, put a stop to that talk. She was very dovish in that economic club talk. The FOMC, meet, FOMC meeting the week after, she doubled down on it, and that's been the biggest impediment to the to the stronger dollar story. Everyone had the, the diversion story, Fed's hiking, ECB, BOJ easing. We think that's still in play. The Fed is still hiking, not as much, but we still have the ECB and BOJ still pushing on the gas pedal. So the, I think the diversion story is still there. It's just not quite as strong as it used well, to be. Well, the, the Fed raised rates on December 16th, and the dollar went down before. Janet Yellen spoke. Well, there's always the sort of buy the rumor, sell the fact uh, risk. But you remember, think the dollar will rise if they raise in June? The dollar will get stronger, right? If you look at the Fed funds futures market right now, people are pricing in basically zero risk of a June hike, ten percent. Yeah, one hike by the end of the year. I think it's very dovish. You know, if you look at the jobs market, we're still creating two hundred plus jobs, two hundred thousand plus jobs a month. Um, the U.S. economy, okay, we had a soft spot in Q4, maybe Q1 as well, but. Uh, I do think that the Fed is, is, is prepared to hike in June. That's that's still our base case. Your base case is a hike in June? Yes. What do you need to happen in the jobs report tomorrow to validate and, and, and enhance that call? Obviously, a, a, a two-handle, two 200-plus would be good. But more importantly, I think the, the missing piece that we've seen uh, that we're missing is the wages. Agreed. Um, the average uh, hourly earnings, sort of in the two, two-and-a-half-ish range. Obviously, something in the high twos would be more compelling for the Fed. Um, Fascinating. Fascinating. I'd say the one caveat, and this is why it makes, I think, Fed watching so much more difficult. The Fed is putting much more weight on global developments now. Remember, this it used to be in the old okay, days. Okay, well. The Fed would run the policy for the U.S. economy. Let's come back and talk about that. Win Thin with us with Brown Brothers Harem. I'm thrilled to have him in uh, to speak here, to blend in all of international economics. You just heard him say that about the central banker of the world, Chair Yellen. It is Bloomberg Surveillance. We say good morning. 
We're counting down to the opening bell brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.